All right, here we are for another interview episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I have Adrian Moreno on the line, and we'll get to his bio, all that in a minute. But Adrian, you grew a hypnotherapy company to a quarter of a million dollars revenue in only 12 months using what you're going to talk about today. Now you're doing the exact same thing with your coaching and course creator business. So who needs to listen to this stuff and then actually take action on what you're going to say about podcast guesting? Well, really anybody with a business that they know directly improves somebody's personal or professional life. If you have a business that directly improves somebody's business or somebody's personal life in any way, shape or form, podcast guesting is a literal goldmine for you, especially in 2023. So this is like an urgent listen because now like the prime time of this big marketing pie called podcast guessing. And I want to make sure you guys get the piece, you get your piece of it. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree so much. Uh, all right. So Adrian began his career in the health and fitness space while also gaining unparalleled experience with hypnosis and NLP, establishing himself as a respected transformation specialist through the power of hypnotherapy. Um, he ended up in, in, I mean, this is this is why I put him on. Uh, he decided to go against what his mentors taught, and he spent his marketing efforts pitching and getting booked on top podcasts and grew his hypnotherapy company to a quarter of a million dollars in 12 months. And so now he spends his time teaching other coaches, course creators, and content creators how to do the same thing. And if he isn't doing that, you can find him writing, reading, or uh, maybe catching up on episodes or rewatching episodes of oh, the binging, office binging yeah. <laughs> all day long, man. I can watch, I've watched every season at least like 20 times. <laughs> uh, that's such a good show. Such a good yes, show. It is. All right. All right. So let's go back. Let's go back and uh, back to the beginning. How did you come up with this idea of podcast casting to get customers? Yeah. So I ha so to give you a little bit more context, after losing nearly 100 pounds in 2017, I opened up a fitness business and grew that business to a little bit over $300,000 within about 18 months. So I grew that pretty quickly as well. And the way that I grew that was by hiring a mentor with money I didn't have, but I knew I was going to get a return because I was like, I'm somebody who's going to like move on this stuff. And so I hired a business mentor and what he taught me was very simple. All right, Adrian, what you're going to do is you're going to send 50 friend requests a day to people who look like they need your help. You're going to send, I know that sounds grimy, but it worked. Um, you're going to DM uh, 50 to 100 people every single day. I even had a spreadsheet where I tracked 50 to 100 conversations a day. Um, and you want to make direct offers and then you want to make to post a day on social media, at least one with an offer and post like seven times a day on your story. So it was very, very tactical, very, very hustle and bustle. And I know it sounds like hell, but it worked. Yeah. Like as somebody who was working at a dry cleaners, I was able to just let that job go. I started making 10,000, 20,000, $30,000 a month and it worked. Um, and then throughout that journey of being a fitness coach, I realized if I really want to help people get what they want, I need to understand how their mind works. If I can understand how their mind works, I can manipulate their brain so they can be who they want to be, do what they want to do and have the things that they want to have. So I got really invested in understanding how to change people's behavior because weight loss is only behavior change at its finest, really. And so I was like, yeah. okay, so if I want to help people lose weight, I got to change who they're being. 
So I went down this rabbit hole of understanding neural pathways and how neural pathways influence everything that you do and how they are like the little construction workers that are making the things happen. And if you can rewire those things, you can get what you want. So I became a hypnotherapist throughout that journey of being a fitness coach. And I opened my hypnotherapy business and decided to completely close down the fitness side of things, even though it was doing good. And I decided to completely close it down. And I said, if I'm going to go all in on one thing, um, I mean, like, I was like, nobody in the world is better. I, I was like, there's other people who are better fitness coaches, but nobody's better than changing somebody's behavior than me. So let me just put my energy on this thing. That turned out to be a mistake. It looked like temporarily, but it ended up <laughs> serving me. It ended up serving me very, very well. Because what ended up happening was I used all the strategies that I took from, from this mentor and applied them to the hypnotherapy business. Now, before that fitness business, I did not know any kind of business stuff. So I didn't know any other business strategies. I just knew this strategy that my mentor taught me. So I applied it to my hypnotherapy business and just tanked. Like nothing was working. I was getting a client here and there. It was like five grand a month, six grand this month, zero, zero dollars for like two months, and then 13,000 for a month. It was so inconsistent. And then- yeah. Yeah, I, I got to a point where I went almost six months without getting a client. So thank, thankfully, I saved up all this money and I was like, OK, I have something to live off of. But I was panicking and I felt scared as hell because my bills were not stopping and the income did. And so I was like, OK, something has to give. Like, I got some money, but it's going away. And I was like, yeah. OK, like this is getting really scary. And then one day something very interesting happened. I hypnotized one of my clients, blew her mind. And she happened to be a business coach and she ran a business mastermind. And she was like, Adrian, that was like a life-changing experience. I want you to come and talk to my clients and can you hypnotize all of us? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And I was like, let's go create that. In other words, like I'm gonna go do a keynote with her students, um, and but I'm gonna hypnotize them. So it's gonna be more than just a keynote. I was like, all right, let's go ahead and let me talk to her students. So we jump on the, it's a virtual talk, by the way, I should say. So I go on the Zoom call. Only nine students show up. She expected like 20. And I was like, okay, there's only nine people on here. But I was there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to deliver. And one of the things that I know how to do better than I believe anything else that I do is storytelling. And so, I mean, pay attention to what I'm doing right now, right? <laughs> and so what happened was, was I started telling some powerful stories. And I hypnotized them. I didn't hypnotize them to buy from me. I promise you. But at the end of that talk, Although there was only nine people there, when I was walking down the stairs, about two, I was about like at the bottom two steps, about to get to the bottom floor so I can go refill my water. The moment I'm walking down, my leg vibrates. I get a message. So I reach into my pocket, stop at the bottom step, and I look, and it's one of her students saying, how can I work with you? I was like, okay. That was one of the people who were on the call. I was like, that's interesting. I'm like, ah, oh, just walk a little bit further. And a second message comes in. Shit you not. A couple of seconds later, I was like, hey, that blew my mind. How can I work with you? I was like, whoa, okay. Got on a phone call with both of them within 20 minutes. Closing, it was like a one call close, each one. And my services were 5K for three sessions. It was pretty expensive. And so that was $10,000 that I desperately needed. And they paid in full. They didn't bat a single like eye at my price. And I was like, what in the world just happened? I was like, okay, yeah. for some reason, these people just bought for me and gave me no pullback, no fight, no pushback at all. And it was the easiest sales of my life. What just happened? I was like, 
oh, the person that they know, like, and trust, their mentor endorsed me. So they immediately were like, I know, like, and trust that guy too. Then I had 60 minutes to tell them a story, powerful stories that made them fall in love with Adrian, not the hypnotist, fall in love with Adrian. And then whenever I ended that call, they wanted more of Adrian. And then that's when the epiphany hit. The best marketing approach is to find the people who have your people and be endorsed by them. If you can do that consistently, systematically, you will never have to worry about getting a client ever again. And so I started making a list of all the, all the people who I knew ran masterminds. The good thing about making good money is you meet people who make good money too, and then you kind of become those friends. So I started asking around who has a mastermind that I could potentially serve. And as I'm writing, as I'm searching up these masterminds, a random thought just hits me. Why not podcast? I was like, huh. yeah. because podcast, if you pay attention to them, they are like masterminds. Even if it's a small audience, that's an engaged audience. And when you get on top and when you get on a podcast, what you're able to do is in your end, then able to capture that attention like a hypnotist does and get somebody to fully fall into a certain story that they're now entranced in. And when they're influenced by you, you can then tell them what to do. And so I went ahead and I just said, you know what, let me figure this thing out. And over, you know, 2000 and from 2021 to 2022, I was able to get booked on a bunch of podcasts and make pretty good money from it. And so validated that epiphany. And now, um, yeah, so that's the very long story, very long answer to a very short question. But I wanted to make sure that you had enough context around how this really did come to be. It was just a very organic thing. Um, and then, of course, the nuances, like the strategies, which we'll talk about, those kind of came about through trial and error. But that was like where the idea of getting an on podcast actually hit me. Yeah. So you boiled it down to like this, th this three step framework that um, is not just about, okay, how can I just get on a bunch of random podcasts and talk to people, right? But how can I get on podcasts with a specific intent of delivering value to my ideal clients and then translate the value that I've given them in that podcast into action, like actual measurable business results. So how did you get to this three-step framework that you have now? Yeah. So my, uh, the first, so whenever I realized podcast guessing is the thing, um, or maybe the thing, right. I was like, okay, this may work. There was in, in, I was already in a business mastermind, right? Like I'm always in some kind of business mastermind. So I was always in, I was already in a mastermind and one of the girls inside of that mastermind or one of the women inside of that mastermind, she was like the podcast queen. Like everybody talked about her being the queen of getting people on shows. So I was like, hey, let me. So I and, and I remember she did a training for the community for the paying clients. So I said, cool, let me go watch that training. She basically gave the script, the email script. And she just talked about, you know, just use Google to find the shows. I was like, OK, sounds simple enough. So I get this script and I pitch 40 different shows. So I pitch 40 shows in one day. Week goes by, nobody. <laughs> Second week goes by, nobody. I was like, okay, Bef something before I send another 40 pitches out, let me like look. I'm like, I should have gotten at least one response. And so I yeah. look at it and the email 
it quickly hits me. I was like, no wonder why nobody is reading this. I wouldn't even read this. Number one is it started with, hi, my name is blank and I do blank. Nobody cares about you. And the worst thing to start off an introduction with somebody whenever you're trying to get in their world and be endorsed by them is to say, hi, blank, my name is blank. Talk about yourself right out of the gate. So as a marketer, I understood Nobody gives a shit about me. Why am I opening this email up with me? And then I realized that that email was also over 800 words long. I was like, this goddamn email is a chore to read. And I was like, there is no wonder why nobody is writing me back. And then I was like, okay, what are my strengths? I know for a fact that I'm one hell of a communicator. Like, I know that I can communicate. I know that I, I'm a great speaker because, like, I I trained up in that space. I was like, I know I'm a great speaker and I have an awesome personality. My tone, my cadence, my this, my that. I would say, if a podcast host can see that, they will yeah. absolutely want me on their show. And so when I realized, okay, they're going to absolutely want me on their show, I was like, okay, well, let me turn on the webcam. Let me turn on a video and let me tell my pitch and tell my story. And then I went on and I sent that pitch to 10 podcasts. I was like, let me just figure out if this works on a small scale. I sent it to 10 podcasts and then eight of them said yes. And then I quickly realized that is eight out of 10. I'm like, that is unheard of in the pitching world. Cold pitching, should I say. Cold yeah. emails. And I was like, all right, I think I figured something out. So the first thing that I figured out was video is the way to go. But you have to understand what to say in that video that actually makes people stick. And so when it comes to understanding what to like say in the video. Okay, so real quick, this, the, the, the three step framework and how. It, so that's basically how I realized there is a better approach and it is through video pitching as opposed to pitching through straight text based emails. Now, when it came to understanding how to create what was in that video, as a speaker, I knew that storytelling is the most, and I'm going to say the word hypnotic because it is, it's one of the most hypnotic things you can ever do is tell a story. Because if I opened this, if I started this podcast and was like, you know, uh, I woke up one morning, heard a loud thump and everything went silent. I then got up. And if I looked out the window, my heart just dropped because I saw that you, um, no matter what you're doing, you're like, what did he see when he looked out the window? All right. Like yeah. you want to know what I saw when I looked out the window. So I just know that storytelling, I knew that principle worked. And so I started to tell the, um, tell the story, but okay. So for example, when you're telling a story, the story you tell matters. And when it comes to these pitches that you're sending people, the story needs to be about why you do what you do. Because when people understand why you do what you do, they're more likely to follow whatever it is that you do. The problem is most people start right out of the gate with what they do. If I don't understand what you do, I don't care about. If I don't understand why you do what you do, I really don't care about you. If I get two fitness coaches in front of me and they're both trying to pitch me their services, but one says, I do this, 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 and this. And the other says, Hey, my name is blank. And, and, you know, five years ago I woke up and I realized that I was going to lose my life if I kept going down this route. And so what I started to do, and they go through their story and then pitch me, I have a fitness coach and then I have this person who I feel like I know now. 
And so a thousand percent, I'm going to go towards a person that I feel like I know. Right. And that's where it comes down to actually uh, actually being able to extract that story behind what it is that you do. And that video itself has three simple components. The first component is you is you connect. And so you got to connect with somebody right out of the gate. And so the way that one of the like tips I'm going to give you is to say their name within the first two to three words. If you go back to the pitch I sent you, Roy, you're going to notice the very first, the second word out of my mouth was your name. It was not my name or my name is blank. When you're able to communicate their name right out of the gate, you catch their attention. Even without them knowing it, they're more likely to finish that video because our name is a favorite word in the universe. Our name is always going to be our favorite word. No matter what you're doing, if you're walking down the street and you hear Roy, you're going to stop whatever you're doing and look around and be like, hold on, I heard my name. It's just an important word. So you want to make sure you drop that word and let them know that you know who they are. Like when you're communicating to them, don't just say, hey, Roy, I like your podcast. I think I'll be an awesome guest because it's like, okay, like, what do you know about my podcast? Like, have you listened to it at all? Like, do, do you know well, my no, so at all? Go just, ahead. just a quick differentiation factor here. Most people who pitch podcast guesting, uh, they say, oh, I love your podcast. I, I love, like, for example, very specific to my industry. I, I love that you even had Eugene Schwartz as a guest on. Well, Eugene Schwartz has been dead for decades, right? <laughs> like, I didn't have him as a guest. His name his name is in some of my episodes because I've talked about him and important things. <laughs> That's that a really talked, good point. Right. But, but it's like, there's almost always when somebody tries to fake this, there's something that the host can tell is off about, about it. Right. You can feel so, it. Yeah. Yeah. You can always feel it. So, so like for me, I always listen to one episode or at least half of the episode. That's my rule. And that's also why I don't pitch crazy numbers of shows every single week this doesn't take me a boatload of my time this really is you know nothing some, like 50 dms and two social oh god nothing that like that day. if i i know for a fact if i send just 10 pitches a week and this is because i've done this for weeks right i mean for yeah almost over a year if i pitch 10 people a week i know for a fact i'm gonna leave that week with four to six new bookings every single week because of my conversion rate. And so now I know, oh, I don't got to spend all of my time pitching podcasts every day. Every week, I just have to manage 10. Oh, that's easy. I just got to manage 10, right? And so it, it's it's a lot, you know, it's a lot easier to manage. But um, back to the video real quick. I don't want to miss this part. So when you connect with somebody, the next step is to introduce yourself. But you do not introduce yourself by saying, hey, my name is blank and I do blank. I didn't even tell you what I did in that video until the very end of that video. The way you introduce yourself is through a story. You always introduce yourself through a story. As opposed to saying, hey, my name is Adrian and I do blank. Hey, my name is Adrian. And when I was four years old, my life changed when I looked out the window and saw my dad fall to his knees. All of a sudden, you're just like, okay, okay. This is clearly like a mark, like a pitch for a marketing show and now this guy is talking about watching his dad drop to his knees like you're more i opened a loop in your brain right when you have an open loop in your brain you need to close it like when i went to see the movie the news of the times by tom hanks it was the most boring movie of movie i've ever seen in my life but at the beginning of the movie 
he finds this little girl. And now the whole mission of the movie is to get her home. And so the moment that happened in the beginning, I was like, this movie sucks, but I have to know, does she get home? I'm like, Dude. so I sat my ass there for two hours until she got home. So, yeah. and I was like, okay, great. And so you want to be able to open that kind of loop through a story. And then the last element is you just want to have a super clear CTA. I can't even tell you the amount of pitches that don't even have a CTA. You're like, hey, I, like, I think I'll be a great guest on your show because blank, 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 blank. I'm like, you have to, and as a marketer, it's like, you got to tell them what to do next. So my CTA is always extremely clear. If you think I'll be a great fit to be on your show, let me know what the best next steps are. Like you have to let them know a very clear direction, a step to make, or else they're not going to do it. Um, so a lot of pitches fail because they don't, you know, even have something. They're not even asking for something. But I also want people to understand I've done hundreds of pitches at this point. And what it's come, what I've come to see multiple time and time again is podcast hosts rarely, if ever, get a video in their podcast email. I mean, in their email for a pitch. It's very rare a video. I've been podcasting. Much less a personalized video. And I will note that in your in your message that you sent to me, you said, I try to keep the, I tried to keep this under three minutes, but it was something like three minutes and four seconds. Right. So it was clear, like, okay, you're busy. You're sorting through a bunch of requests with people who want to be on your show. You're probably rejecting most of them because most of them are terrible. But if you start this video, knowing that you don't have to watch it for more than three minutes and four seconds, you're going to have a pretty good idea if you want me on the show. And honestly, when I read the, the actual pitch, the text part of it, I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to like I was just in no, no, no mode, right? Because that's that's what podcast. That's a big mode. A podcast hosts are in. That's a yeah. Big it's like podcast hosts are in. Uh, yeah. I mean, you get you get all these pitches from people, and I get them by email. I get them on Podmatch, where you connect with me. I get them like lots of different places, right? And it's just like no, 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 no. And honestly, most of my guests are people who I reach out to them. I'm like, this person has an awesome book and I want to, I want to talk to them. Right. But then occasionally somebody like Adrian shows up and follows this process that he's breaking down for you. And it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. He's interesting. He's different. He's bringing something new. And I, I think I even told you, like most people who come and want to talk about podcast stuff, I say no to just kind of as a rule. Yeah. Right. You even said but that in your message. Podcasts. Yeah. Um, so I guess you are kind of the uh, the the uh, example of this working. But if somebody's not really known, right? Um, how do they get booked on on the ideal shows in their niche or top ranking shows? If it's more of a uh, if it's more of a general audience, yeah, for sure. So when it comes to this process, the beauty of it is this is what gets you known. So you don't need to be known at all. I um, even today, if you Google my name, you got to go to page two to actually see, um, you know, see something about me. So like I'm not I don't have this crazy claim to fame uh, still to this day. I'm not super well known. But the reason why I'm doing podcasts, because when you look up my name, it's everywhere. And then all of a sudden you're like, OK, this guy seems known. Right. But the important part to understand here is that podcast guessing is a way to get known so the two people that buy my my course or the two people that benefit the most that are like coming to me the most for this is number one they're just starting out 
Nobody knows him. They feel like a best kept secret and they don't want to spend a lot of money in marketing. The second person is it's somebody who already has a six, seven figure business. They're probably a little bit known, but they want to get more known, right? Or they're probably very known, like uh, one of my clients, Ed Lattimore, very well known. Um, uh, or my client, Cam Awesome, you know, on Netflix, very well known, but they want to be more known. So when it comes to, so I had a client named Chase. She said, Adrian, uh, you're getting booked on all these shows, but you have a really interesting story. Nobody knows me. And I feel like my story is pretty basic. Like I didn't like have any dramatic thing like you did. And that's another problem pe people fall into. I feel like my story is not that special. So like, whatever. And so what I told her was I told her a story because stories are the best way to like break any belief. And so I told her, I said, you know, there is this beer company. I don't know the exact name of the beer company. But this one beer company, they hired a, a marketing a marketing agency to help them become the number one um, selling beer in the uh, U.S. They were already doing it in Europe, but they wanted to come do it in the U.S. So the marketing advisor went over and, you know, walked through their beer plant. And as he walked through their beer plant, the beer company walked him through every single step of how beer is made. So he was just walking through all these steps of how beer is made. And then the marketer who's sitting there goes, this is the most phenomenal experience. This is the most phenomenal process that I've ever seen, you know, about how beer is made. You probably know the story I'm talking about. He's all like about how beer is made. Why aren't you telling this story? Like, why aren't you marketing this? He said, well, because this is how our, all beer is made. All beer is made exactly like this. We're not doing anything special. We're doing exactly how other beers are doing it. He was like, but there is no other beer company telling that story. So why don't you guys start telling that story? And so they started telling the story about how their bill was crafted from, I don't even know how beer is crafted, but from stage one to stage whatever, like we're going to stage, I'm drinking it, right? Whatever that process is, they broke it down in their marketing campaign. And then what happened was they became one of the one of the leading and still are one of the leading beer companies in the U.S. today. And so I told her, it's the reason why I told her that story was because it's not that you have to have this amazing story. It's that you got to be willing to tell your story because all stories are amazing, but not all stories are told. We're human beings. We are entranced. It's in our DNA to listen up when somebody begins telling a story. It is in our DNA to be more engaged in a story than anything else. So it's about telling your story. And then she went on and then she told her story, pitched six podcasts, got booked on all six within her first go. And now, how do you start getting booked on bigger shows? So that's the first part. The first part, if you wanna get booked on a show if nobody knows you, just tell your story. Follow the framework I taught you. Um, if you want to know the exact scripts, I'll show you how to get those too. But just tell your story. When people say, what story do I tell? Why do you do what you do? Because that story is the is the story that's going to get you booked on shows. It's why it's the why behind your process. How did you come up with your process? Not the process itself. It's the why behind it. Um, and now, how do you start getting booked on bigger shows? Like, let's say, you know, for example, I've been booked on maybe over 20 top 1% shows. So how do you get booked on shows top 1%, top 2%, even top 5%? There's a very strategic way you do this, and it's pretty simple. You want to do at least 15 to 20 smaller shows. A lot of smaller shows 
are more likely to say yes right out of the gate. If you don't have a lot of credibility in the marketplace behind your name, if you just tell your story in a good way that catches their attention, you will get them to say yes. Now, once you have 15 to 20 recorded shows under your belt, you then approach a bigger show, letting them know that you'd like to be on their show and say, if you want more references for me, here's a list of shows I've done. When a bigger show sees, oh, this person's done 20 interviews on this topic. Okay, clearly they have something. Clearly they're worth listening to. They're credible and it's going to make them, it's going to paint a better picture of you. That's going to make them want to say yes. So that is like a really key thing. It's like whenever uh, somebody buys my course in the course, I'm like, hey, if nobody really knows you right now, your first 20 pitches, yeah, yeah, you can make a list of big shows too, but your first 20, keep them around, keep them on smaller shows and get yeah. booked on these shows and then use that as credibility to say, hey, look, I have this and now you have leverage. And then another way you can get booked on big, the way that I, okay, so I recently got booked on uh, in the Inner Path show, the date, no, Daily Path with Joe Windsor. It's a really big podcast, millions of listeners. I got booked on that podcast very simply um, through this approach. I do a show with the guest. After I do a show with the guest, I'm like, hey, um, you know, I typically don't check my email too often. So can you text me whenever this uh, whenever this thing is? Yeah, I'm gonna share the tactics, but I'm gonna share with you why this works. Um, can you text me whenever this episode is out? Now I have their phone number. So, uh, subconsciously, when you have somebody's phone number, they associate you as closer to them in their mind, um, whether they know it or not. Y'all guys now have phone numbers. So now I have their phone number. The very next day, hey, uh, that was an awesome interview. Uh, are you looking for more for more guests? Because I know some pretty solid guests that I think would be pretty awesome for your show. Um, if, if so, let me know. I can send you over some of their infos and you can look through them and let me know which one you want to connect with. I do that. What I'm doing now is I'm building a goodwill with this person. Now they're like, hold on, this person is looking out for me. They're sending me top, they're sending me some really solid guests. And I'm not sending them nobodies. I'm sending them people who have done huge things, people who are big names. And I'm like, hey, would you like these people on your show? Now they're like, hey, I like this guy even more. And then right after they get that, hey, do you know any shows that will benefit from having me on? Since you experienced my interview, you know better than anybody who I might be a good show host, who I might be a good guest for because podcast hosts rub elbows with other podcast hosts. And a lot of times those people they're rubbing elbows with have much larger shows, have much bigger influence and can really change your life with just one interview. And so building relationships with show hosts after the fact finding multiple ways to add value to them, to deliver real value to them. Another way I do that is I send articles to them. I'm a big writer. I write a lot of articles on business strategies and tactics. And so I'm like, hey, you mentioned this. I wrote this. I thought it would help. If I don't have something, I go find a YouTube video. I go find an article on something. If I heard them talking about a problem they had, like, hey, I don't know how to hire people, you know, um, and uh, I, every time I hire somebody, they end up being a shitty hire. Well, let me go find a resource on how to choose the right person from the jump and I'll send it to them. And then now I have this relationship with them. And so when I make an ask like, hey, do you know any other podcasts? They're going to refer me off to somebody. And when you get referred off to somebody like I did to Joe, Joe, I mean, uh, yeah, when I, like when I got on Joe's show, he was like, hey, look, anybody who's a friend of blank is a friend of mine. Let's do it. Here's the link. Like, I'm not even going to send them the pre-questionnaire. Here's the link. All right. And then I was on that show. So it comes down to building some credibility behind your name. Yes, that's a really good way. 
And secondly, don't just do interviews like Roy, you're going to experience after this, I'm extremely intentional on keeping this relationship, nurturing this relationship, because I believe that relationships open up opportunities that may have not existed for me otherwise. And so that relationship building and nurturing gets me on really big shows. And that's where I typically have gotten on my biggest shows. And also I've done over 50 podcasts. Now it's easier for me to pitch a bigger show. So when you have a bigger show, when you have a bigger list of shows that you've done, you'll find it a lot easier to start getting booked on like shows with really big audiences, but also don't get too attached to the audience size. Remember podcasts, even if it's a small audience, podcasts tend to have highly engaged listeners. Those in highly engaged listeners, they typically are like really big fans. And so they, they, they do what they, they're, they're going to follow the endorsements of that podcast host that they follow and love. Yeah. Not only that, the, the smaller shows, I, I mean, not every smaller show, but uh, sometimes you'll deal with a show that has a much smaller audience, but it's exactly your audience. And so the you quality may of it. go, yep. you may, you may go on some mass market show and have, you know, a hundred ideal targets out of a hundred thousand listeners versus going on some targeted show. And you have 200 ideal prospects out of 300 listeners, right? Exactly, so, man. The room, the quality of the room is everything. Absolutely. Um, so, all right, we've talked a lot about getting on shows. How, like, obviously there's, 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 there's some benefit that comes from just presence and awareness of you, but you're also intentional about turning podcast interviews that you do into measurable business results, leads, customers, Absolutely. sales, profits. So um, what is your thinking and process behind that? Okay. So I follow principles. Everything that I do is just held up by principles. So they work everywhere. Um, first and foremost. Okay. Wait, 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 let me, let me interject here. So I have this whole model and you can think of it like uh like a, like a cone, right? Like, or, or a pyramid. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people focus on the tactics, right? But the tactics are just the tip of the pyramid and they're not, they're not holding things up. Um, behind every tactic, like is which is the actual like three-dimensional implementation of that skill, there is a technique, right? So there's there's a technique that defines the tactics, but behind the technique is the strategy. Like yes. what are what are we trying to accomplish, right? Um, and and so you choose a strategy that impacts your techniques, impacts your tactics, but behind all of that is the foundational rules that you use underneath it at the base of the pyramid is the principles. Right. Always. And if you change your principles, like, okay, these podcast interviews are just to put ourselves in front of an audience. That's a, that's a principle. Like we're just trying to generate awareness, right. Versus our principle is we're trying to generate quality leads, customer sales and profits. You change that principle and the strategy changes, the, the techniques change, the tactics change, right. And the results um, change. <laughs> yeah. And so hopefully my audience hears I follow principles and they're like, yeah, this you're, you're our people. <laughs> exactly. No, for sure. And I want to make sure that they don't fall. I fell into the trap of following tactics and nearly lost everything because of it. Right. Because I was focused on these tactics of send DMs and make this post, do this, do this. And I wasn't aware that there was strategy and that strategy is like, for me, is a relationship building storytelling and then following up with people. So for example, uh, how do I turn these into so the way that I say it is very simply, every podcast for me becomes an evergreen marketing funnel. 
every single podcast that I do. So every day I wake up, new people hit my email list, right? And then if they, okay, so the way that you guest the show is everything. The way that you show up is because you can bomb the shit out of a podcast, excuse my language, but you can bomb the hell out of it. And boom, boom, I'm like, oh, I don't like this guy. If you study the way I'm doing this, it's very strategic. So every single question, every single question you've proposed to me has been answered with a story. Every single question. When you answer a question with a story, or almost every question so far. But anyways, when you answer a question with a story, what what again? Let me explain why stories work real quick. Stories, as a hypnotist, this was my thing. Like, this is what I studied. Stories, what they do is they create images in your mind. If you start thinking about, if I told you the story about how I lost 100 pounds in your mind, you're going to start seeing your own mental movie of how I did that. And so stories always create images. Images are the only thing that influence human behavior. Like right now, think of the food that you hate the most. If you just picture the food that you hate the most, you're going to feel a little gross. And so images influence everything that you feel and what you feel influences everything that you do. So images truly do. And I mean, stories are like the key to getting people to like take action. And so you want to answer every single question through a story, whether your story or a client story, even better, especially client stories, because whenever you answer a question to a client story, what happens is they see you as somebody who is a big expert in that space, somebody who knows more than them. And whenever you're sharing a story that somebody in the audience is likely experiencing themselves, and then you share how that story ended, like the breakthrough that happened in that story, the person who's going through it or going through something similar and can feel those feelings, they're sitting in that audience thinking, this guy helped them, he can definitely help me. And so when you answer questions through a story, you're going to position yourself as somebody who can actually assist in that space. And when you're the one telling the stories, remember, you're the one they're going to like. And when they like you, they're going to buy from you. I don't care what you say, you buy from people you like some way, somehow. Like there's a lot of people who recently canceled their Disney their Disney X subscriptions or whatever, their Disney Plus subscriptions. Why? Because they don't like Disney anymore. They don't like the values of Disney. And so they're like, I'm not going to give them my money anymore. And so this is how you get them to like you is through those powerful stories on that podcast. And of course, you know, be enthusiastic. Like podcast guessing is not for the monotone. Podcast guessing is not for the people who don't like speaking and who don't like telling stories. Like if you hate speaking, don't yeah. do this. Right. And so keep that in mind, too, like your, your, the, the way that your enthusiasm, it transfers over pretty, pretty dramatically. But how do you actually make money from the show? Because that is great. I'm telling you whatever I'm telling you is great. That's going to make you a better guest. But the way that you make money from the show is you want to make sure that you drive them to your email list, because email for me is the most lucrative marketing channel out there because People open up their emails, regardless of what people say, when you're a damn good storyteller and you create a relationship with them, they're going to open your email. And so I built a relate right now that people are listening to this. We're building a relationship. They're like, I like this dude. And now I'm going to say, OK, here's my email. Like, join my email list. When they see my name, they like me. They're going to open my emails. But how do you get them to join your email list? You want to make sure you do exactly what I'm about to do at the end of this podcast. If you want to have a single link 
to send people to after the show. The biggest mistake people make is whenever they're asked this question at the end of a podcast, so, so and so, this was a great podcast. If people want to follow you, how do they follow you? The worst mistake that you can make that most people do, nine out of like like nine out of eight people do this. They say, well, if you want to follow me, uh, you can go to my website here. You can go to my podcast here. I'm also on Facebook under blank. My Instagram handles blank. You can follow me on TikTok to see my little dances here. And if you want to join my program, you can go here. They list out all of these different options. Apparently, they don't understand human behavior because the moment you present a human with options, they become all of a sudden they can't choose. And now they're like, oh, I got too many options. So you don't want to create a problem of too many options at a po- after end of a podcast. At the end of a podcast, what you want to do is have one place for them to go. I'm not going to sit here and say, do I have a podcast, Roy? I sure do. I'm not going to tell people to go there. Do I have Facebook? I do. Do I have Instagram? I do. I don't want people to go there there. I want people to hit my list. And so I have a lead magnet that I know is relatable to and relevant and valuable to the audience. And I'm like, hey, if you want to reach out to me, go here. Now, when they hit that lead magnet, what I do is I have a follow-up email sequence. So email is where I spend all of my time. Like that's where I make most of my sales is through email because it just works for me. Um, uh, but I have an email sequence. Immediately following after the after they download the PDF, I have a five-day email sequence that is what Russell Brunson calls a soap opera email sequence. It's basically like I'm telling them a story and each at the end of each email, I'm like, tomorrow, I'm going to tell you blank. So don't miss it. So I'm driving them through this story and what each email opens a loop. It ends with the loop open. Now they're like, God damn it, what happened? I got to know. I got to open the email tomorrow. So within that five days, I pitched them on five on day five and then six and seven, those follow-up emails are scarcity and fear-based. Like I'm then saying, hey, look, this discount's going away forever. You have all these questions here. And I appeal to the logical side, their emotional side. And I'm like, look, it's time's running out. And most of my people buy on that last email. Look, time's about to run out. That's when people typically buy. And then if they don't buy there, I throw them onto what Russell Brunson calls the daily Seinfeld email sequence. This is just a daily broadcast where it's just emails about nothing. Like I will write an email that's, hey, look, I went to the grocery, like for example, hey, I went to the grocery store today and I was walking down to get my egg whites, to get my Kodiak cakes and get my whipped cream for my pancakes. And while I was walking through, I walked by the Bang Energy drinks and I looked at them and was like, you know what? I'm a little bit tired. I'll take a Bang Energy drink. And then I walked out. Why did I take my time to write an email to, email to you about this? Because there's an important lesson here. I walk inside of the grocery store and I'm looking to get my needs, my other needs met or my needs met through other ways. But I'm a little bit tired. In other words, I have a need. And then I see bang. And then I'm like, I can fulfill that need. So what Bang Energy Drink, what they did was leverage the traffic of grocery stores. Just like Bang does, I leverage the traffic of podcasts. And this is why you should do the same. And then I will go into buying my product. So every day after, if they don't buy the first seven days, every single day I make an offer to buy my course. But the reason why I get them to open those emails is because they're like, 80% story, 90% story, really entertaining emails, but I'm making an offer at the end of every email. And then they're buying, whether it's seven days, 13 days, or 30 days down the line, consistently emailing them, 
creates that. And it's not a lot of work. I spend, what, 30 minutes a day writing an email, maybe even less than that. It's not a lot of work. And I'm a great yeah. writer, so I love it. And I'm a copywriter by by trade. Like, that's like that's like the, the skill that I realized will make me a lot of money was copywriting. Um, but that's basically how I monetize it, man. I get them to follow. I get them to get on that. So high level, be an awesome guest, hypnotize them with your amazing stories. And then when they, at the end, when it's, hey, how do they follow you? Give them a very specific link. Also, make sure your link has your pixel on there. So you can, like, if you do ads, you can retarget the people who don't download it. Um, but uh, they, so they get to the lead magnet and then a crazy effective follow-up sequence that makes them buy. So if you want to experience it, you're going to enter my lead magnet uh, list here in a little bit um, and study my emails. They have a very high conversion rate and they work. Um, but that's how I monetize it, man. Very, very specifically. That's how I do it. Very simple. And um, email is where I make all of my money after the fact. Yeah, this is this is a traffic source. It's a really effective traffic source. That's but it. Then the traffic? conversions take place. Yeah. Yep. If that can get the traffic, I know I have good enough stories and follow up sequences and systems to get them to buy. And if they don't, All right. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> so, so we'll get people that link in just a minute. But uh, you, you know, you've you've presented this whole possibility and opportunity that can feel like a lot of work, I suppose, if somebody's thinking about, oh, 10 pitches, four to six bookings, like, oh, that's a lot of time, all that. So how much time can somebody expect to invest every week if they want to appear on, let's say, at least at least one pod, like one podcast a week is 52 in a year. That's 52 separate funnels, 52 separate traffic sources with 52 separate audiences. What's the investment there? Yeah. So if you wanted to actually, okay, so let's say you were using my strategy, right? If you do yeah. strategy that can't speak. So I'm using my strategy. Say you buy the course. The course itself is a little bit under three hours. So you have that chunk. But in order to do the research that I show, um, if you want to research enough shows to get booked on 52 podcasts, and like let's say if you want to get booked on a podcast a week, you're probably gonna need to research around 200 podcasts, like make a list of that many shows. If you want to make a list of about 200 podcasts, you're looking at about roughly two hours of work with the strategy that I show. I know it sounds like short, but it's a very simple uh, way to find a bunch of shows. Um, so that's about two hours. Let's be conservative. And I'm just say three because some people may want to take a little longer. So three hours, give or take to do the actual research for that many shows and then to pitch enough podcast a week to get one pod. One yes a week, one booking a week. You're looking at about another one to two hours a week. So like it's not depending on like how long it takes you to go through the pitches. You know, I batch my stuff. I batch the shows that I'm going to listen to while I work out, while I drive, while I walk, like because I actually go through the podcast again that I pitch like yours. I went through an episode and a half. Right. Because you had some short episodes. I'm like, Oh, dope. I can listen to a couple. <laughs> um, right. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, so it's not a huge time investment, really. Um, and then majority of the rest of my time, I spend just e writing up emails. That's like my whole my whole thing. Um, but also what I want people to know is you can hire a VA. You can hire somebody to do this for you. So I don't do done for you. I do have people who ask me if I do done for you services, but I don't. What I recommend that they do is just, hey, get the course and have a VA or somebody that's going to do the process go through it. Right. Yeah. Because it's going to show them how to do it. And so it can take you really no time if you want to have somebody do it for you. Very possible. 
But in overall, it's not a big investment of your time, maybe two hours a week, um, max, depending on your goals, right? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So it's a fairly small investment. I mean, people will spend so much time, people like DMing people all day long. Okay. Right. Real quick. Another thing I want to say, it's important to say is make sure you have at least like a lead magnet created, an email sequence created, because though that that is part of the time, if you don't have those created, that's a that can, you know, a, a creating a, an effective- A good lead. offer, a good yeah. conversion sequence. Yeah, yeah have absolutely. a good, exactly. Have the basics down of like having an offer and like having some kind of follow-up. I have, I do show people how to like create the emails, you know, if they want. It's another thing I can show them how to do, but that's really- Well, okay. All right. All right. So if somebody wants an example of a really good offer where they can learn a lot more about what you've just covered throughout this and perhaps see how you do it instead of just hearing it on this episode, where can they go? Yeah. So if you want to actually experience everything that I just showed you, so you can like kind of hack my stop my way of doing it. And if you also want the scripts and like the full framework um, organized on a nice PDF for you, just go to thepowerpitch.co slash PDF, thepowerpitch.co, not com dash PDF. And give me your email and your phone number. Watch it happen. And uh, I'll be, I'll, you, I'll be well into your world after that. Excellent. So you get the three-step framework that you use to get booked on 52 podcasts in 12 months. So, you know. Yeah, and that's what it is, guys. It is yeah. the it, it's the three-step framework I talked about here today, but it's all organized on a nice PDF for you so you can actually look at it, study it. Um, and it goes a bit more into depth around this process. So if you basically want to get this episode and turn it up, you know, what's the most logical next step would be to go to grab that PDF and uh, learn how to put this into play. All right. So whether you are watching on YouTube or listening to the audio version of the podcast, that's at thepowerpitch.co slash PDF. It's the first link in the description. And that's where you can go to uh, to learn more and to get that. So Adrian, thank you for being on Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. You're an excellent guest. I enjoyed speaking with you and listening to your stories. It, Appreciate you, you for having me. That. Appreciate yeah, you having absolutely. me. Absolutely. And for, for everyone who has listened or watched this episode, I would love to hear what you know one particular action item you got out of this is, what one big takeaway, one big piece of value. Uh, I've, I was certainly taking notes myself and right. I, I, I love this. So thank you to all my listeners and I will catch you again in the next episode. I'll see you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.